know what you guys expect from me. What did you say? To be, You're like, I don't know what you guys expect from me, to be honest. First of all, tell Kayla to get off Pornhub so we can fucking stream this, because it's low as shit right now. Well, I have it set low, and the, I have the video set low and the audio set high, so hopefully we get, like, decent audio. <laughs> Ah, all right. Didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Well, you guys are totally fucking vibing, and I really wish I was recording during all of that because it would have been like a good information. Besides what we're gonna get, we were talking about basically how California is not as cool as it really is made up. Yeah, I thought it was super cool, and then I moved. I was like, "Fuck California! I love it here." (laughs) Yeah. So geographically, honestly, in a million years, I never would have guessed that I would have loved it here. Like a hundred percent, I was so sure that I was like, "Dude, Washington." Temporary, for sure. Yeah. Wow. So, start over. <laughs> Tonight, FR Locked episode, whatever the fuck we're on. We have a local to me, Tuan Vu. Hello. Uh, Tuan Vu, yeah, on Instagram. You go follow him. He does all sorts of cool shit. Uh, <clears throat> starting off, uh, don't let uh, anyone believe that Tuan's a nice guy. Um he compliments you uh, in a, a sarcastic way. So if nope. he ever says your shit's cool, it's fucking, it's fucking piece of shit. So just keep that under consi- in consideration. He's always this, patronizing uh, you. This guy in the future. Yeah, he's like, dude, your build's so fucking cool. I love it, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, translation, you fucking suck. But anyway. <laughs> I've never talked shit ever in my life. So I've never talked shit ever <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you guys actually met each other when we were yeah. in Oregon. Yes, so, yep. we were. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So Tuan, obviously I fucked up the recording. Uh and you guys talked for like ten minutes, not literally, probably like five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Uh but starting off in the you originally were in California, talking about yep. your hobbies and shit when you're in California, then when you moved yeah. up here and then how you got into off roading. Yeah, so um Born in Pomona, right near L.A. Um, then I moved to Inland Empire, which is uh, Fontana. And then Orange County. Um, so Orange County is when I uh, kind of got into the track scene. You know, I did a um, lot of uh, like local tracks like Button Willow, Big Willow, Chukwala uh, Valley Raceway. Um, and yeah, I get, my buddies at the time, you know, right out of high school, we got, uh, we got to track cars. I had an Integra couple buddies with civics and uh, s2000s and things like that and we ran uh you know we we had a good group of guys that would hit the track here and there so yeah i kind of got into that um a couple years after that my dad got pretty sick so we moved up to washington i moved up to washington to to kind of help him out right and then uh it's supposed to be temporary i didn't expect to stay you know i was kind of dreading moving to washington because hearing about the rain and all that really didn't make me want to move here. You know, I was just here to help him and then bounce back to California. But yeah, within like the first half a year, I kind of fell in love with Washington, like almost instantly. I did a lot of hikes when I moved here. You know, like every other day I was going on a hike, um, some pretty hardcore hikes. And then uh, I had an E46 at the time, um, which I was going to build for the track. Right? I was going to do like an LS swap and all that, build like a full-time oh, track car with it. Um, so before I hopped into that build, I was like, okay, I was doing you know, numbers for cage work and suspension work and brakes and, you know, the motor swap and all that. And mm-hmm. I was equating it to X amount of dollars. And I was like, this is kind of a lot of money. I don't need another track car. Cause I, I built an Integra. <laughs> yeah. When I moved to Washington, I built Integra the first two years. Like when I moved here, 
I just dropped a bunch of money into it, you know, and I raced for two years at the Ridge, um, Oregon uh, Raceway down the PIR. And uh, I was like, I don't need another track car. So, you know, I knew that the mountains here were cool and all that. So I was like, you know what? How about I sell this and I buy another car? So sold that, bought the 4Runner, 99 uh, limited 4Runner stock. And from there, you know, I, I got to more like heavily fabrication and all the other stuff. This is a but... fucking rabbit hole after. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was just, honestly, honestly, I was just like came out of nowhere. Yeah, dude, I was just planning literally to go camping with it. That literally was all I wanted to do. Yep. Same. Yeah. Literally yeah. Literally, everyone on here, same, same way. Yeah, and sometimes I miss. I wish I just kept that simple aspect of it because everything else is so much more complicated when you get into the you know technicalities and like suspension yeah. work and all that. You know. So yeah, I honestly envy those people sometimes. Those. Overlanded landers, as the kids would call it nowadays. All bolt-ons, 33s, you know? no yeah, lockers, breaking CDs simple, everywhere you go. Simple, but very capable still, you know, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, yeah. I look at sometimes, I was like, I look at what my truck was when it was factory width, 8-inch on 35s locked in the front, to what it is now. Yeah. And, like, how much work it took to get it there, but the little increase yes. that got me off Yeah, of yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, I picked up. I would never have been able to do the things that I do now mm-hmm. with the setup that I had. But yeah. the amount of work I did to get the setup that I have is like, seriously. Yeah, like, yeah it's like exponentially <laughs> mo- more work for a little right. bit more capability. Yes. Yeah, it's like and it's money like, and money and yeah. and time. That's yep. kind of where I've been for the last couple of years. Like, yeah. I know that yeah. going up to like bigger tires or something like that. It's like the rabbit hole gets so much yeah. worse once you get Steven, to the point. Um, like. Here Steven, I am. How did how did you start out like with your foreigner? Like what made you get that chassis and all that? So initially, so I lived up in the mountains at the time, up in Forest Falls, and so I needed mm-hmm. something that was four-wheel drive. It was approaching winter. I, my daughter was about to be born, and so I yeah. needed to find something. I really wanted a four-door Tacoma was yeah. my goal. And at the time there's no way I could afford a four-door Tacoma. Yeah. It was like Even now, over 15 grand. Expensive. Yeah. No and sure. my budget was like five grand. Yeah. And so I was like barely, barely getting by at the time. So picked up a, I found, I started looking at Forerunners. I was like, wow, like how much, same shit, same axles, same, you know, four wheel drive, same motor. And it's just an SUV and it's like literally less than half the cost. Yeah. So I picked up one of those and that was going to be my daily driver until I got something <laughs> different. I ended up moving down the mountain like six months later, not even six months later. And I was like, well, I'll just turn this into like a camping vehicle. I'll just throw some like 32s or 33s on it throw on some sliders and be done. That's yeah. all I need. You know, throw on some lights, like super mild. Right. And then right. So I threw on 33s uh-huh. and I started taking it off. I, did, I took it off roading with it all stock. I had a locker. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh shit, like this actually can go somewhere with yeah, a locker. Right, right. Like, all right, yeah. I need new tires. These are bald ass street tires. Threw some <laughs> 33s on there, built some sliders. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, well, if I have 33s, I could probably go a lot further if I do a lift kit too. Oh, so I bought some Bilsteins, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just slowly progressed. Skid plates, bumpers, yeah, four link. You know, uh-huh. now it's like so. So, like the time you went from the thirty three to being really basic and switching to the four link, like what made you decide that you wanted to switch to a different geometry or a different four? You know, like a suspension system. Honestly, most of it at the time was I was just super like into learning about suspension stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, the more I learned about it, the more I realized like how shitty the stock suspension geometry is. Yeah. yeah. And so like it got the best of me, like knowing uh-huh. how shitty it was. 
Yeah. I was like, man, I could easily correct this. You know, it's yeah. just going to take some work and uh-huh. it was a little more work than I actually expected. But, <laughs> Isn't it and, always? Right? <laughs> always. So it was well worth no it. No shit. But yeah. it was more of, I knew I could do it. And yeah. I was really curious to see how much better I could make it. So at that point, it was just, that's when the rabbit hole really started getting bigger and bigger and yeah. deeper and deeper. Because you know how it is. Like when you plan something, right? Dollar amount wise, you're like, okay, this is going to cost me like, you know, two grand. But in reality, it costs you like really four grand. Yeah. But yeah. Shit, like dude. It never costs less. It always costs more. Yeah. I'll do all like an time. Excel spreadsheet on like how much I'm spending. Like here, when I did the four link, I did like all of my material, the tubes, the joints, the brackets. Yeah. I did all this stuff. And yeah. I forgot about like the sheet metal and all this little stuff and all yep. the, uh, you know, welding supply. And I had yeah. to do, buy some other shit, some other tools, like little stuff. Yeah. Like, shit. Like I forgot about the extra $500 yeah. of little shit that I yeah. I figured yeah. that shit out the hard way enough times when I did my nine inch. I like Excel, same thing, Excel spreadsheet. I broke yeah. everything down to like the exact part number I was buying. And there's like mm-hmm. three things I had to rebuy. Like I had to, <laughs> I, I bought the wrong uh, uh, bearing. What the fuck are they called, Steven? To hold the bearing, the axle in the housing. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the, the like half moon thing that the four bolts that hold the uh, bearing an axle into Flange? the housing on the nine inch. Four the carrier, the carrier. No, thing. The the wheel ba- <laughs> that holds a wheel bearing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did Trevor, did you actually build the axle? The race? Yes. No, like the plate that bolts on the outside that like would hold oh, the the uh, the lug nut. No, the flange no. plate. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the yeah, fuck. For some reason, I can't I think of what it's called. <laughs> Yeah, wow, it's, it's like an roast. axle plate that holds the. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The, it's yeah. a four bolt that holds the actual, retaining plate. Retaining plate. Yeah. <laughs> you both did the Fucking cry. <laughs> so, like, I bought the I bought the wrong retaining plates, and then I got those backing space eliminators, and then I had to buy more pan hard bracket because of the one I fucked up. But I was like, yeah. So I knew going into that exactly how much it was going to cost, and I was still like, mm, this is too much. But <laughs> yeah, but I'm already <laughs> in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all mine right now, me. I'm like. I'm just not going to budget. <laughs> Kayla told me, I remember having this conversation with her when I was getting the eight inch rebuilt again by Chris. I was like, yeah, I'm just, I don't have the warranty on it anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have to take it easy or whatever. And she's like, why don't you just build something so you don't ever have to fucking worry about it again? I was like, in. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I'm still with you. That's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> she's usually like, don't spend your money. But I think it was because she had to drive my diff, my spare diff up to me. Yeah, like that's two and a half why. Hours. So she's, she's like, like, I don't, don't want to do that again. Build something else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did so, she bring it? She brought it up the Mazda or the or the? Yeah, she brought Zion. it up in the Mazda. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, Tuan, you're you have two projects that we want to talk about tonight. Let's start off with your first one. Basically, Honor. yeah. Talk and about then the, and then the CRV, right? No, not oh fuck. The oh CRV. come on. Yeah, dude. we got to talk about that. At some Hold point. on, I'm we'll, actually we'll very proud of that car. Hold on, I'm actually very proud of that car because it's the only vehicle that's been stocked for that long with me. Honestly, <laughs> I believe that, that is a that is a for me that's a fucking star in my book. I can't all the things. So yeah. backstory on Tuan. This is how I understand Tuan. He bought an Accord to be a daily driver. Like a what is it? A fourteen, fifteen. Yeah, so 13, 13, 13. 13. Yeah. Yep. Bottom of the course to be a daily driver. And then shortly it had coilovers, big brake kit, <laughs> supercharger, <laughs> no wheels, shit. sticky tires. <laughs> Track days. Yep. Yeah, I was supposed to be fucking stock. Fucking. Ah, I know. 
I know. <laughs> so let's talk about the Forerunner first. You bought it. It was stop- like your Forerunner is like when people talk about third gens, like it's one of the ones that I'm like, yeah, this is like as about as aggressive as you can go without being over the top. Yeah, and, like, staying within Without the breaking CBs left and right? Well, you do. Yeah. I swear to God, you only break the passenger side of it, though. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hold on. Brown's I break the passenger side more often. Brown's camp doesn't count. I didn't break it. It was this still working. It was still working. I don't know if that counts. It was like one. It was like a. It was like a solid axle at that point. You could have just turned on your fucking lockers. You would have been fine instead of just <laughs> bouncing everywhere. Lockers. They're just for show. They're not. They don't really work. <laughs> Juan yeah, is the kind sure. of guy that he'll struggle all day just to prove that he can make it up without lockers. When he yes. has front and rear lockers, that like he can just flip a switch, crawl right up it, easy peasy, and be done in like two seconds. But he'll struggle struggle for an hour on the same fucking thing. Honestly, I'll, I hate the sound of the air compressor. It annoys the shit out of me. It's like a little grumpy man in my engine bay. It's like... Mm. <laughs> Shut up. It's the weirdest reason to not so use this your lockers. Will- I don't want to bring this up because Steven will come up here and pull my fucking ARBs out of my truck if I do. Oh. Uh, no, Steven loves ARBs. So I have all of my locker line is ran inside of transmission line to like for heat and like chafing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So where it runs past the uh, manifold and like on the FJs, they have like a big resonator right off the end of the manifold. Oh, okay. Uh, so I run it and I zip tie it to all the fuel lines that run on the same side of the truck. And because it's buying the heat shielding and shit. Well, at some point this weekend, we were plowing so much snow. <clears throat> it broke the zip ties oh. and it pushed my front locker line over into my uh, manifold, melted through it, even the transmission line and everything. So I like cut the transmission line back and like electrical taped it up. And so I couldn't really run the front locker that much. Like if I was like trying to back out of shit, I would. Or yeah. if I was I'll snow forward, I would just lock it, let the compressor kick on. And then fucking plow. But I was like trying to get out of this one spot, and like the compressor literally like every two seconds is like. Burr, 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 so you're burr. so you're still hold, able to hold enough pressure for for locker. Yeah, just ele- nice. I electrical tape the shit out of it, yeah. and it still stayed engaged. But it was like not you gotta engaged, get some but... spare uh, line, and then those little quick couplers. That's so, how you carry some of that. So I have two sections of spare blue line that I carry with me, and I was going through all of my shit in the back of my truck. And Kayla was out there and I was like, I'm going to take this out because I'm just going to order a full 30 foot spool again. So I can, if I have an issue, I can run it to my rear. So I took it out and I took my union out. I was like, I won't need that tomorrow anyway. Literally the next day, I needed the fucking union. Stupid motherfucker. I swear life knows that shit sometimes, man. I swear to God. So anyway, Fawn, let's talk about your forerunner. Go fucking front to back on it talk okay. like talk about how you started with it like yeah what your original goals were and then yeah. what you ended up doing on it now yeah um so my forerunner picked it up about two and a half years ago um you know going into it i kind of had an idea with what i wanted to do um so first i got when i bought it i got you know an alarm on it remote start and all that like a two mile radius alarm like a viper and all that um did like a full battery tuck on it, um, backup battery inside the dashboard, inside the fender well. I cut it out, like recessed in the line, like in there, welded it back together so you can't access any of it. 
um, if you pulled apart the battery, you know, you, the car would still be able to to go off the the other battery, the back battery. Damn, you are from California, bro. Yeah, I know, dude. I, <laughs> hey, I yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I used I've done stuff back in the day. You know, I'm not proud of, but yeah. You know. But um, so I know how it is. You know, so did that first. You know, first couple months I did you know three inch lift, thirty threes. Um. And yeah, it's full suspension, all that. And then I started building bumper. I did my front bumper, built my rear bumper, full skids. Um, you know, I reinforced the the lower links, the lower link mounts to the frame, quarter inch, you know, steel, all that. Um, and then I regeared it, regeared it. Did you do five twenty? Yeah, five twenty. Yeah, five twenty nines. I did a front locker at the same time. Um, you know, that already comes with the transfer case lock and the rear differential e-locker. So I kept that. <clears throat> yeah, I built the full skids and all that. And then before I actually <laughs> built my skids, I, you know, I started, you know, just hitting some trails here and there. Some really easy, easy light trails. Right? I, I, at the time, I was still new to the <laughs> off-road scene. I had no idea what the hell I was doing. I barely knew how to <clears throat> into four-wheel drive. <laughs> Nothing's and, really um, changed. But... Yeah, I mean, not, yeah, not much changed. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You're right. I, still, I do, I do two-wheel drive first. And then I go four-wheel drive. And then if I really have to, if my, like, you know, everyone's bitching at me, then I'll turn the lockers on. Um, Accurate. At least yeah. he's on. Everyone's bitching and yelling constantly. I do have yeah. to say, he wheels his GX, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, with It's open, open right now. And, like, he still drives around, like, 90% of the people we go wheeling with. Like, it'll be, like, me and Vince. And, like, he's in a locked-up 80 series. And like, we'll be we going places, and Twan will be following us in the GX, and we're just like, "Fuck you, bro!" And then, <laughs> and like, people behind him are like locked up and not being able to follow him and stuff. And I'm like, "God damn it, Twan, <laughs> dude!" That's so, awesome. so about that with the Forerunner, right? So I actually broke my CV going through the West Loop, right? Uh, what else yep. I doing? No, no, we already gone through the West Loop. You're at the uh, Mud Lake. Yeah, yeah, Mud Lake. Oh yeah, I broke. Yep, I broke it at Mud Lake. And I decided to keep going. So I was running triple lock that, that, that day. Not triple lock, just three wheels, basically. I locked the front, so I had three-wheel drive. And Steven knows this well, I'm sure, driving three-wheel drive. Oh, yeah. Um, I did the rock garden, the gate entrance to West Loop, um, to Tehuya. You know, nice. like the gate entrance through that, um, in and out. And then... Um, Damn, without winching? Yeah, no winching. And then I've only been in and out of it one time without winching. Yeah, and they changed it now it's like super easy now yeah it's way um, easier now yeah it's way easy now but um, before yeah, you but like then, had to hit it at an angle and like uh-huh. then you had two wheels off the yeah, ground and like your really other two fun. wheels would dig yeah, yeah it's a really fun line but um so going back uh my dumbass didn't know that i was supposed to leave a you know our cd cup in the the bearing i didn't know that <laughs> they were they were pressed they, they needed pressure right i didn't know at that time um so bearing totally shat on me right, right? like it totally seized the wheel so as i was trying to yep. move forward the wheel would just lock up in the dirt and then now i'm just dragging it so we tried a bunch of different things right we tried to take the wheel off we cut down like this tree that was already dead um we strapped <laughs> it to the lower control arm with a track two traction boards and then <clears throat> the tree and then we strapped it down and i went like maybe 10 feet and that shit just snapped and everything just like blew up like flew out right? and i was like yeah but it no one us- you were with knew that you had to put the stuff back in we didn't think about it we were yeah okay. I, I don't know because i was fine for like a good for a good minute and, you know and, and and then, another thing i have to interject here is yeah. tuan you don't drink right 
No, I don't. So it's not like he's no. hammered drunk and forgot. No. <laughs> and no, if I and drink drunk, if I drink, I would probably do a lot, like a lot, you know, things that. In the I two years going on, two years I've known Tuan, I've seen him drink one cider in two years. When was and that? at Natchez. Huh. I must have been thirsty or something. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck you. Must have been drunk. And then <laughs> ran out of water or something. And then the one weekend I spent with Steven, he drank not two, but two and a half cases of uh, Miller White that were all 16 ounces. <laughs> yeah, I'll that time, huh? Yeah. Hey, we're having a great yeah. time on that trip, Juan. Yeah, <laughs> I had a great time. Was, I wasn't driving. That was so it was just super fun trip. Yeah, so you were just a passenger fucking pounding beers. It was fine. Yeah, I drank a then, shit um, ton of beers, yeah. I was yeah, so pretty much drunk the whole time. That day at Tehuya, it was from to get out, and we went that far from the you know exit. Took us ten hours to get out, dude. Oh ten my hours. god! It was a fucking long day, man. I and remember seeing posts about that. I didn't know it was that bad, though. Shat, when that bearing shot, right? What happened was that the rotor was all the pressure from the wheel was on the rotor now, right? Rotor and caliper. Uh. So my yeah, so my rotor fused into my caliper from so much side side load. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it would it would lock, it would heat it up, and lock right into the caliper. So it just embedded like the edge of the rotor right into the caliper and just froze it to the caliper so it basically welded itself to it yeah so i had to take everything apart and then run one of the guys spare cody spare um okay. it was like a little dinky donut yeah and that got us out eventually but by the time i got out it looked like i had like negative 15 degree of camber it was horrible Damn. it was sketchy dude wow. long, long See, day. one thing that i have to say is i started seeing uh, cause I didn't meet you until the weekend of after, or like the weekend of out overland rally. You weren't at the rally, but you were, yep. I met you at, uh, Alligator and, yeah. uh, I watched you on Instagram. I was like, yeah, it's like all of a sudden this forerunner pops up and then it just keeps getting more aggressive and then he tubs it. And like, I was like, he just tries everything. I was like, seems like it'd be cool. And so that's why, like when yeah. I was going up to Gallagher, I was like, I got to meet this guy. Cause I knew you guys were going up there. I talked cause I talked to yeah, him yeah, the day yeah. before. Yeah, you I was like, I got back I, down right from the top. Yeah, I was like, I have to at least stop in and like meet this guy because Tuan or Vince was super cool and everything. So I was like, I gotta go fucking figure out who this guy is. And then after that, yeah. it was just fucking. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. I I remember the first time your name was mentioned in the group chat, right? And this is shortly after we created like a uh, OTPX and all that. Yeah. And then um, you're <laughs> I remember in the group chat, and I didn't know you at the time, right? I, I kind of knew of you, but not really. Um, Quentin was saying something. Um, and this is the same time they ran, Alexis ran into that Smurf runner dude. Okay. Right. And, um, someone in the group chat said something, oh, Luke was in the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> Luke at the time, he's not in there anymore, but he was in the group chat and it wasn't him. Someone else said something where they were like, yeah, Trevor's a big, big douche. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> see, yeah, see, still holds true to this day. <laughs> <laughs> see his online, you know, media and comments and all that. You can tell he's a big douche, you know, whatever. And um, and Quentin was like, "No, I met him in person. I met him in person. Uh, right? He met you like O'Reilly's. He saw you. O'Reilly's. Yeah. So when I was like when I was working at the last machine shop, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm gonna get a you know second job at O'Reilly's. I get the discount and I can like make yeah. a little extra money, pay some shit off, you know. Yep. And then, uh, so I was working at a machine shop full time. And then I was working at, uh, there like three days a week. <clears throat> and okay. Quentin's, 
And mm-hmm. he's like, is that your FJ? I was like, yeah. So I was talking to him for a little bit and I had figured out that I had already followed him on Instagram too. So it's oh, like, that's the first yeah. time I met him. I was like, oh, this is you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And then, yeah, yeah I'm a just huge like, yeah, he's actually troll a really nice guy. Internet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, Quentin's always looking out for me. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's really, like, passive, but he's, like, also, like, chill. You know, like, you don't, yeah. like, you don't ever have problems with him. Um, so, yeah, Forerunner, built it. Um, let's get back to that. Built it. I did the, you know, skids, bumpers, and all that. Uh, built a sleeping platform inside. I bought a rooftop tent for it, you know. And that's funny. That's funny that I say that. Because when I put that rooftop tent on, the, on my car, that's like the time I did all the hard stuff. Yeah. You, know? you were hitting like, like the crack and that cheese and shit with the tent on it. Left line. Yeah, dude. And I was doing all that with the rooftop tent. And I feel like after I took it off, I, took it off, I stopped doing stuff. I was like, I didn't stop doing stuff, but I, I didn't do the hard stuff anymore, which is funny. Um, I, I do want to do like one of those days where I, where I have the rooftop tent on top and I want to have someone sleeping inside it as we're crawling a big obstacle. That would be really fun. I'll, I'll sleep yeah, in it. That would be so much fun, I feel like. Um, yeah, so I did that. And uh, so I only had maybe at that time, maybe 2,000 miles in the Coopers I had. Then I decided to go with 35s, right? So went 35s. Um, I did the full, you know, reinforced tub and all that. It was a lot of work. It took me like a full Which I month. appreciate. Because there is so many people like that was that was the one thing when you went 35s, like I saw, mm-hmm. I was like, you went 35s and then you immediately jumped because there is so many people in third gens and in a yeah. 120 series, whether it be a FJ, Forerunner or Tacoma that are running. Well, 35s, you don't have to tub for, but they're running bigger tires, like mm-hmm. even guys on 120s that are running 37s and 38s and they don't yeah. tell them and they gimp the shit out of the up travel. And it's like, that's yep. not cool to me. I don't care. What size you can run fucking forties? I don't care if yeah. you don't use all of the suspension travel. You're wasting mm-hmm. so much. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yeah. And I can tuck pretty well too. And I didn't do too much, you know, crazy work. And I just got ADSs, um, kind of a custom spring rate and valving, you know, for, for low quality. Speaking of that, I actually just ordered my long travel coilovers for the GX today. What'd you get? ADS. Uh, ADS too. Uh, I did ADS. Okay. Uh, you know, eight inch shock, and I'm doing a custom valving through them. And I actually talked to Tyler at ADS, you know, back and forth for the past, you know, couple months. And we've agreed that we're going to run a longer 650 spring and okay. a, 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 a slightly less aggressive Lighter. valving for crawling purposes, which is really cool. Yeah, because um, we'll get into the GX in a little bit, but you're going to be the first. Do you want to talk about the kit that you're running? Is that public? Yeah, I mean, okay. you post on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> we'll talk. Actually, let's talk about that in a minute. Let's finish yeah. talking about the Forerunner now, because okay. like. You basically, with the the forerunner, the setup that you have on it is like, is basically what I would call like the perfect all around setup. Like it's comfortable yeah. to camp in. You can go and obviously you can drive it anywhere, yeah. camp out of it and wheel out of it. And yeah. it does damn near everything that you throw it at. I mean, obviously yeah. there's some drawbacks with like CVs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's like, it's fucking solid. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of times I'm I'm doing stuff like like you know, like more built rigs or like buggies and stuff, right? Because I'm running. If I to me my foreigner is still I feel like it's pretty minimalistic, right? Like it's yeah, it's not like crazy built or like crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's not. Yeah, because as much as you can really that. go with like the whole yeah. mid travel, like minimal, like you can't go yeah. a whole lot more than that without like really doing some major right. work. Yeah, right. Yeah, you're basic. Point, you're like buggy line stuff. You know, like you're like crazier, crazier things. You know, right? Yeah. 
because like right now you're because you're still eight inch rear your factory mm -hmm. geometry in the rear your yeah. mid travel in the front with good mm -hmm. coilovers like limit straps and, and all that yeah, yeah it's Force. 529s it's uh front and rear locked and mm -hmm. it's like it's it's basically as far as you can go like we were talking about earlier without doing all of those modifications to gain a little bit and yeah, then exactly so then this is a perfect segue into the gx mm -hmm. and what you bought it for and what your plans were for it so start to talk explain that a little bit yeah so the gx um i was looking and and, and i talked to you about this before remember we were looking at the Fabian, uh, 801 buggies yep. right we were looking at that yeah, yeah. initially i was going to build a buggy you know, yep. like pull two chassis and all that maybe run like a like a small Toyota V8, you know, um, with ORIs and all that stuff. And um, I was kind of calculating the numbers, and it wasn't bad. You know, it was very reasonable for how much it would have cost me to build. Um, but the problem is in Washington, you have to have, you know, a lot of these vehicles have to be licensed. You can't drive on these certain roads with a, you know, non-road vehicle, right? Um, so I would have to tow it way out the hill, right to the trailhead, things like that, and right? then take it off. But the problem with that is that now I would be overbuilt for the cars that we're rolling with, right? For sure. So it would be almost boring for me if I were to just keep doing the same trails with an overbuilt buggy. Um, so I felt like that and time wouldn't be worth it. So I was like, and that well, was that's a V8 to the Forerunner. Okay. Yeah, but then I was like, V8, more torque. Now I'm breaking more drive shafts and, you know, and, and axle shafts and all that. And I'm, I'm breaking more stuff. Right. And for people and that have awesome. listened before, what Twan's talking about, what he'd have to do with the Forerunner is basically what Steven's going through now. Like he's mm -hmm. LS swapping it. He's putting a nine inch in the rear. He's going to do eventually do a nine inch center mounted in the front. And so you get to a point with a vehicle that you have to go it's so no far. A full runner anymore. Right. Yeah. And then that's, that's a benefit of the 120 series is it's a basically the front end for people that don't know the front end in a 80 or in a 120 series. If you took a 80 series high pinion eight inch and made it IFS, that's exactly what is in the front of a yeah uh so for 30, to run up 37s or 38s on that front diff is actually not a bad idea like going over that tire size on a high pinion eight inch isn't you know the best idea but uh if for what it is and the factory cvs and those are actually pretty fucking strong uh yeah. well, i've been long travel well you yeah we'll talk about that you had the weirdest break but in my truck 37s and i'm running you know when we're in the rocks i'm running like vsi all the time and i broke one cv since i've been long travel for two years and then That's i good. had one that was going out and so i swapped it out and it's still i took it apart and it looks fine i'm not sure what the noise is coming from but it's definitely the cv that damn noise i remember yeah. it just means that you're not so, wheeling hard enough <laughs> right yeah maybe that's it but like the front end of these trucks are a little bit stronger than yeah. obviously a third gen forerunner are so it's a better mm -hmm. platform to go with you know yeah. and not to totally take over your conversation but the trails that we have up here it's like 37s and a decently built truck is like makes 90 percent of trails easy yeah. up here and yeah. then i would say that, almost 95 percent of trails I yeah yeah. And then that last 10% of trails, yeah, it's harder. And then you're running into body damage situations and stuff like that. And so to build, like you're saying, a buggy and stuff for what we do up here, you're basically limited to like running the busy wild, 
the boat ramp and then like those super hard buggy lines where you're laying it on its side to crawl mm-hmm. up obstacles and like that cheese yeah. and stuff. So it's for where we're at, like the GX seems like the best option for you to Yeah. Go to. Or you have to travel far to like right. they get to make yeah, longer exactly. trips out of it. Exactly. And it gets even more expensive. Yeah. Right. For me, yeah. For the, like, people ask me all the time for the foreign, like, are you going to 37? So you're going to go bigger. And I'm like, there's no need for me to do that because I've already done everything I've wanted to do with it. Right. Yeah. So for me, that would just be bigger tires to look cooler. Really, right. it's for. Mm-hmm. like, like, let's be honest, like, like seventy percent of the social media nowadays, people oh, have yeah. big ass tires for I don't yep. know what. Yeah, you know, and well, I don't break I, shit because they don't use it. Most right, of exactly. And Stephen and I have talked about this before on here. An FJ on, and I use the FJ as an example because obviously mm-hmm. I have one. Yeah. Uh, FJ on thirty sevens uh, is like mildly more capable than a third gen on thirty fives, just because yeah. of the underbelly. The underbelly, yep, everything on a third gen is so is taller. So yep. an FJ on 37s has marginally more ground clearance than a third gen on 35s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a little actually, Steve and I talked about this too. I think the wheelbase is so similar between the two. Yeah, yeah so it's you get like better, an inch or two. Yeah. So you get better breakover yeah. and everything. Yeah, because uh, yeah, cause my GX on 35s and my 435s, my GX has way less clearance like slider to slider i'm like two inches low in dx yeah yeah which yeah for sure and like the the transfer case and transmission everything sits a little bit lower in the chassis in a 120 series yeah Yeah. than it does and that's why on which is one of the things not it's not going to happen this year it'll happen next summer probably i'm gonna look at clocking a transfer case and tucking full belly tucking everything Mm -hmm. on it because you can gain so much ground clearance my cross member is four inches below my frame yeah if and i can get that all up gx too like yeah like about yeah the gas the, that is one thing the forerunners and the gx's the yep. gas tank does sit lower yeah. than it does in an fj because i think the gx is like a 20 22 gallon tank or something and the fj's are a 17 gallon yeah. tank it's a 19 gallon tank can you, gallon tank, can you I thought put an fj cover about that think? before um, i think I you can put an fj tank in it I think eventually, I don't want to even want to do that. Eventually, I think I'm just going to do fuel cell, you know, in the back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. and I want to, and I kind of want to pick up Steven's brain eventually when I get around to the rear suspension because I want to do something and I, I don't I haven't figured out if I want to do like a three link or like a dual triangulated four link with coilovers or something like yeah. that. I haven't figured that out yet because it all depends Steven, on packaging. Steven can do that, right? <laughs> and that's fine. But we're in the Northwest and I would hate water inside my car. Yeah. So we require a full tub and axes of the actual bolts and nuts and all that to those towers, you know. Right. So that's what I got to figure out too. So eventually, when I get around to that, I'm gonna hit Stephen up. Yeah, I think it. when I when I look at when I was looking at three link versus four link, <clears throat> Stephen and I basically talked a whole podcast about obviously three link versus four link, four link. You guys can go back check that out if you want. But when I looked at it, uh, it was obviously four link. I, you know, this is going to be controversial. I'll say it though. Yeah. Four link is hands down a better setup all around than a three link for performance. Okay. Uh, because a double triangulated four link, let's go yeah, there yeah. because you don't have any pan hard swing. Uh, you can dial in roll steer way better. <clears throat> you're not limited on where you're mounting stuff for anti squat. You can basically move the links as far as close together as you want on the frame side to get all the numbers mm-hmm. and everything that you want. Just more consistent. It's yeah, exactly. Like that. The hard right. packaging. 
That's the right. biggest issue. But what I have to say that's going to be a, to kind of, you know, devil's advocate combat that a little bit. Three link is so much better packaging mm-hmm. when you have constraints versus a uh, four link system with the fuel tank and everything. And yeah, true. Yep. Like for 95% of people, they're not going to get the benefits of a four link. Like Steven's out when he has mm-hmm. LS, he's going to be out ripping through the desert. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to people about this on higher speed stuff when you're comparing a three link with a pan hard obviously 90 all three links have a pan hard so when you have yeah. a pan hard and you're going to the desert and you're using all you know whether you have you know 10 inches of travel or you have 30 inches of travel it doesn't matter you're gonna have axle swing back and forth and yeah. so when you rip into the desert that's automatically going to upset the vehicle for mm-hmm. what most people do having you know three inches of axle swing from full tuck to full droop yeah at the worst is not really not an issue yeah. Uh, yeah. So for what, you know, most people do, there's nothing wrong with yeah. a three link. And that's why I choose going a three link over yeah. a four link. Because Especially like, if you don't yeah. plan to modify and move the fuel tank. If you don't right. plan to do that, then there's no real point in doing it. But if you plan to yeah. move the fuel tank, then that gives you the opportunity to take advantage right, exactly. of it. And, so. and, I, and I almost want to learn that myself. You know, obviously, I don't haven't done tons of research in this, right? I'm still very new to it, you know, the whole... I don't do a lot of research on this. So I would love... Like, for me, I think building... The car is like that's the fun of it, it. and it sucks sometimes right but mm-hmm. it is in in essence it is one of my favorite parts of the pro- process of doing you know mm-hmm. seeing it work right doing all that work and then going out and like right after you get oh where did steven go did you lose him his phone might have died you can keep going okay yeah um <clears throat> to me like the, the essence like the, of you know of going through no that idea what happened. and like seeing it work it's like one of my favorite parts of of the whole process, you know, which is, I think, is super cool, you know. Yeah, then, and then sometimes you go over something, you get stuck, you're like, really? I spent yeah. seven grand on that, and I, my ass is still getting stuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm over right. this shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of driver mod related to that, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, one of the things, learning to drive with a more mild-built stuff. Like, I talk to people, all like, people hit me up on Instagram, and like, Hey, your FJ sick. I want to get it there someday. What do I need to do to do it? I'm like, honestly, lift it, buy 33s or 35s, and go out and drive the shit, drive the fucking wheels yeah. off of it until you are. Trevor's telling done. people to roll it. That's what he's telling people to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, roll it. But drive it, drive it to your capability because for you know a large percentage of the people, a mild setup is going to do a. a, a FJ or Forerunner, yeah. whether it be a third gen, yeah, or one twenty series on thirty fives, with a half decent suspension setup, even mm-hmm. like how Steven's truck was forever. You know, Bill seems yeah. front and rear. I know he's been there forever. Yeah, he's been on the forums way back then. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna do. It's gonna outperform a lot. It's yeah. gonna perform way better than you think it's going to. Hold on, I'm gonna cut and, you, Trevor. Um, Steven, Trevor, and I have discussed, and we're we're still pretty sad that you changed your name because I feel like that's your mm-hmm. like. Your, that's like your. That was you. No you more Aspen. You know, yeah, Stephen. And then, and then three people. Older, you're like, man, that's a. I'm a dad. I shouldn't have that name. And then when you change it, I was like, oh no, that's the yeah. forum guy there. You know, yeah. That, that I, sucks. Once in a while, I go on forums and I see your name there all the time, right? And I, I don't commonly go on forums. Only when I kind of have a question about something. But yeah, like you're on there, and now it's just you know, it's, it's, Trevor and I were like, oh, we're so sad about the name change. 
Yeah, we me too. <laughs> just I mean, twisting, I told, twisting the knife in my wounds. I totally get it. <clears throat> I have had people tell me that you need to make a business account and a wheeling account. But I understand also, like, if you, you know, you worked, not worked hard, but you worked hard to get to where you're at on Instagram, if we want to, like, actually quantify that at all. Yeah, and yeah. it's like starting over with something completely. It's like, Trevor, we even on, started the FR. Trevor, you are an influencer. I am an influencer. But be careful yeah. what you say. Okay. <clears throat> even the FR lock Instagram that we started, like, I never yeah. wanted to start one because it's like, I can advertise it on yeah, my Instagram, which yeah. is like close to 5,000 followers yeah. versus this, the FR locked Instagram has 130 followers or something like that. So it's like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's, I totally understand yeah. that aspect of it and everything. Yeah. But, for me, it was more of like, I don't, no one wants to follow a business page. And so right. if I can share some information here and there on my personal yeah. stuff, yeah, then you know, I can give the average person that actually wants to follow me for my dumb yeah. shit that I do. Yeah, I can right. share some tidbits of information to help people, but no mm, one's right. gonna. I won't. I don't follow mortgage accounts. Fuck that. No, like that's yeah. gayer than AIDS. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, yeah, not fun. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes you see that description where it says business, you know, or, or whatever, and you're like, "What? I'm not yeah. gonna follow you. Like, who the yeah. fuck are you? I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But if exactly. I can just share things, you know, here and there, throw some stuff in. Make it yep. mostly personal. People follow me for just the stuff I do. I don't have a ton of followers, but yeah, you know, yeah. I have our, what I don't know how many I have, but you know, yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah if I could, but I, interject I feel like in that sense, you, you have a higher quality of followers, you know, versus yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. people that follow you. Like, there, I'm sure there's people that follow us that don't even care about what really what we do. They're just interested no. in like very specific things, right? Yeah, right. You know what I mean, and it's yeah, oh, for sure. So. Now that we've done our typical FR lock thing and got completely off topic, yep. yeah, back it up. So you bought the GX. You were talking yep. about building a buggy, and then yeah, okay, there we go. I, yeah, yeah, back yeah. into that. Um, so I thought about building a buggy, did all the numbers, and then I've always wanted yeah. the V8, right? So I was gonna swap the the um, the Forerunner. I was gonna swap, you know, one U into the Forerunner, one UZ, and I did the calculations, and I, and I wanted to do legitimately all the way up to the fuel, you know, fuel something, everything like how it reads, right? I wanted everything factory. And you're going to try to do factory computer and keep the dash yeah, exactly, and everything functioning exactly. properly. Yeah. Everything, you know, if I was on the road, I want it to be, you know, you know, I want it to be mint. I want it to be good. Um, so I did the math on it, you know, a custom mil spec wire harness and all that. It would have ran me like, like 11, 12 grand, you yep. know? And I was like, I don't want to spend that much. And plus the, you know, the drivetrain of everything won't be able to really right. handle it when I'm throwing at it. Right. So at that point I decided I liked my foreigner, how it is. And I'm going to build a different platform. So I went from a buggy for about, I, th I thought about doing a buggy for like three, four months. Didn't make sense because I would have to get like, you know, a bigger truck, uh, a diesel and all that to tow all that. And cats out of the bag in however many years it's going to take when Tuan gets a bigger house and a shop and everything. And I have a house and a shop and shit. We're both going to build buggies, yes. but mm -hmm. it's not going to be anywhere in the near future. At all. No. But that is still a plan that we have, but Guaranteed. it'll be cool. But and we yeah, will same. battle for the hardest lines. Yeah. And, yep. Hardest lines <clears> and the most <throat> flip overs. And when we flip over, we're gonna try to flip over on our own. Back yeah. to our right side. Yeah. And I think start. that I think that will be something cool because I know that we've talked about this a little bit, like uh -huh. using the same chassis and then mm -hmm. use the same engine setup and the same axle setup. So we're basically like fucking twin yeah. buggies. 
yeah. and then just go out there and just see who's. And then we're just gonna can, talk shit as we're doing this, you know, all the yeah. time. Yeah, who can big dick the time. other person? Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is after <laughs> Twan and I get married and I leave Kayla and stuff. I wouldn't. Well, that's Kayla, down the road. Is Kayla there right now? Yeah. Lucky. She's. I think she's in. Just got done working out or something. Yeah. Uh, Steven, oh. you're welcome to join. You can be a three way. It's not. We can gift, just it's move to Utah. We can just move to yeah. Utah. No, but Steven's gonna come and he's gonna be we're like, oh, you brought the kids. Like, I had to. Mariah <laughs> yeah, Mariah made me bring the kids. <laughs> Luckily, well, his got... kids are cool, so it's fine. But... <laughs> they look like yeah. cool kids. I got 50 50 50 50 all, yeah. all right, here I go getting yeah. us off topic again. Okay, 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 okay. So I, got the, so I got the GX. A lot of people don't know. So when I bought the GX earlier, uh, maybe like March, March of March or April of last year. Um, so I got it, and um, I was, you know, I was planning to to do some cool stuff to it. You know, I was planning to do long travel off the bat. Um, you know, some so again something with the rear, but you know, I had the V8 platform ready. I wanted to run 37s at, le- at minimal. You know, I do all the that stuff, and I was supposed to leave it stock until then. So until now, it was supposed to <laughs> yeah. be stock. Yeah, you know, I'm aware. Stock. And. Um, I was yeah, like, I'm so just gonna lift it. The opposite is lifting that thing. Like, yeah, you know, it's like a thousand bucks. I'm like, it's not bad. Then yeah. I got the 35s, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got the 35s mm-hmm. for deals. Mm-hmm. I bought those 35s used, and Trevor made fun of me because those needles are like six or seven years old. No, they're like from. I thought yeah, this was like, like 2009. No, no, they're like they're like 2011 or, or 12 or something like that. They're so they're eight old. years old. Yeah, they're like, and they're they're like, weather cracked. Yeah, like and, you could like put you couldn't like put your fingernail in it. They're yeah. fucking harder than and shit. Trevor, Trevor talks so much shit, right? But like when we put them on, they've done pretty much everything I've thrown at him with with. Yeah, they've done really, really, damn, really, really well. Yeah, really well. So that means that needle has really good quality rubber, right? Like yeah. it's not it's not like it deteriorates after like five or six years, which is common. No. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, I was supposed to leave it stock up until this point. Because you know I was gonna go heavily into the build, um, but yeah, basically in the GX, I'm running. I'm gonna be running a LSK four and a half kit, um, and I'll, I'll be the first GX I think running that kit from them. Um, so I'm working a lot of things that they haven't figured out yet because they only have that release for the Tacoma second generation Tacoma. And you um, worked with LSK on this. It's not like yes. you bought it for the Tacoma no, and then you're just gonna no. try it out. You talked yeah, to them yeah. a whole lot before it. Yep, yep. The the uh, director of LSK, which is Ryan, I think is his name. Ryan, we've been working back and forth on a steering system setup because on the 120 platform, when you have that long travel setup and you run a full Heinz steering, uh, inner and outer, um, you know, with the stainless, you know, uh, in between, um, you have a coilover um, interference that runs into coilover, you know, at full yeah. lock to lock, which is a problem. Um, so right now I'm trying to figure that out with him. So I've been working with LSK and Solar Motorsports. Okay. Up currently, um, and and t- which is funny. Today I was on the phone with both of them, bringing out numbers, like you know, thread pitch, left and right hand, left hand, right hand, and how long it was and all that. It was it's kind of a fucking headache. A, a lot of you know, like in between two people, yeah. and uh, how how forward I would have to push the um, the steering and things like that. So yeah, yeah. that's running, one. Um, so are what? you doing on this kit? Sorry, Trevor. Yeah. Uh, is it custom spindles too? Yeah, custom spindles too. Yeah, the, wow. the spindles and are so where where it's mounted on the steering, it's a little bit a little bit different from the Tacoma. Not not too much different, but but a little bit different in terms of geometry, mm-hmm. um, how the how the steering uh, aligns. You know, when it's pushed because it's that kit that kit pushes it. You know, four and a half wide per side and about an inch and a quarter forward. Yeah. Okay. 
Nice, um, more clearance for 37. Yeah, exactly. And eventually, I'm going to be running – I want to be running um, – I think I'm going to run a 10-inch shock down the line. So yeah. I'm going to do hoops and all that and maybe dual bypasses. I mean, like a secondary shock, but probably unnecessary. I'm not doing a lot of de- desert running. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, that thing is going to be wide as fuck. Yeah, it's going to be super wide. So I'm actually – yeah, so I'm doing that. I'm doing – so LSK long travel, uh, four and a half. I'm doing a solo motorsports t- tundra rack, um, 07 and up tundra rack, uh, beefed internals, running a uh, Himes uh, inner and outer on the steering, um, seven eighth Himes, and then it's a vertical uniball lower on the lower control arm. It's an inch and a half uniball, so it's a beefy uniball, fucking massive, super beefy lower uniball. Yeah, FK bearing. Upper is a horizontal um, one inch uh, uniball, and we're running Himes. On the frame side as well for the upper control arm. Okay. Um, and then yeah. Are you gonna so, double share the upper? Yeah, I'm double share. I'm actually waiting that from, from from LSK right now. I'm waiting for that. They forgot to ship that out. Oh, um, I have a right total chaos double share kit okay. if you want to start if, on it now. Yeah, if theirs doesn't fit, I'll use yours because they don't know okay. yet. They said that you might have to modify it a little bit, and I probably can figure it out. So, but yeah, I'm waiting on that. And um, yeah, I'll be running RCVs. Um, I have their, you know, their little list where you fill out, you know, droop and maximum tuck and all that, you know, up travel, down travel. So there's like minimal binding at all, you know, on the CV yep. side of it. And so those CVs are not going to be fun to buy because they're just expensive. <laughs> this might be optimistic, but with the work I did on the steering with the Tundra tie rods and to because that the inner tie rod would limit out on the inner itself, yeah. that was a big thing. So when I went Tundra tie rods, I got rid of that and then clearancing the inners from full tuck to full droop or from bump so i even have shock left but from bump to droop i'm like 13 and 7 eighths so i think you being wider i think you could be optimistic to pull 18 inches out of the front of that truck that would be super sweet on ifs dude yeah that'd be killer so yeah and i'm working with uh is it mcqueen fiberglass right mcneil yeah Yeah. mcneil no no not mcneil it's mcqueen mcqueen and mcqueen There's two, yeah, yeah. McQueen and McQueen. Yeah, yeah. McQueen, I'm working with McQueen right now on a, on a, because they're really the only ones that make a nice fender, right? Like it looks OEM, it's wider, but right. the current one doesn't clear any four and a half. Um, because right now I worked on Taylor's car and he has a BTF kit four and a half, right? Oh. And full full tuck or full full up travel, he's hitting that fender like I would say a good amount before you know he, he maxes out. Right. So right now we're limiting his up travel because of the fender. Like right now his tires. Can you just trim the fender more, or would it? He not can, but he's not. He's not going to though, because he just had him painted. They literally are like. Oh, he painted mint. before you trimmed him. Yeah, he had him painted and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So um, and yeah, and he, his tire probably sticks out like an inch and a half at least, inch and a quarter. Oh wow! Past so it doesn't tuck at all. It just yeah, it goes right into it. Tuck. Yeah, it, was, it would just smash the fender. Um, so yeah, so the problem with me is right now I'm trying to figure out how it's going to look, right? Like mentally, I don't know because I don't want it to look like shit. I don't want it to look like a full desert runner, right? Because that's that's just too much for me. Because I'm going to be crawling with it. I don't need it to look like I'm flying through the desert, you know. So, so I'm what I'm going to do, and you're going to have more out travel than I that I than I have, and then obviously the GX fenders sit closer to the tire than the yep. FJs do because the FJs our inner aprons are really similar, but yeah. the uh, FJ Fender factory sits yeah. almost two inches above the inner apron. So there's a yeah. ton of room up there. Yeah. And I hit the inner fender or I hit the outer fender with 37s at full tuck. So at full tuck, smashing the bump stop, I like hit the fender by probably like a half an inch. So yeah. I'm just going to cut, I'm just going to radius the fender 
yeah. and there's a body shop near me that says if I uh, cut the fender and bring it into them, they will uh, bead roll that edge and turn nice. it into a 90 degrees. So it's not a sharp corner. It's a For full sure. yeah. radius. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's gonna be so cool. that's what Custom I'm going to do because even at full tuck, I sit outside the fenders because, and it's only a two inch kit, but two inch yeah. kit, zero offset, 30, 13. And eventually when I have the 38, it's going to be even wider, mm-hmm. but the fucking fenders look so like the fiberglass ones. Yeah. I can't, they look ugly I, just, yep. I can't do Dude, it. I would I, rather I saw a four uh, FJ the other, or probably about a month ago now. All stock for the most part, like a, a very mild lift maybe, and like 32s, 33s maybe, with these big, ugly fenders. <laughs> oh, man. So I gross. couldn't do it. I can't do it. I'm like, yeah. I would rather I would rather cut the fender itself, uh-huh. but yeah. like put a half moon in the fender, than yeah. run those wide fenders. I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like less clearance when you add something aftermarket, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 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 So you got the four and a half LSK kit. You're going hard with that Tundra rack RCVs. Uh, what AES are you going to do? AES coilovers. Um, bypasses? I, or are you not going to play them? Yeah. For... I'm running, I'm running a, no, just reservoirs. No bypasses. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not really needed. I'm excited. No, yeah. I don't. And I don't need to spend all that money right now. Like that's, right. that's a lot <laughs> yeah. of money at one You already time. got a lot of yeah. spent. <laughs> yeah. 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 And Steven, you plus need to go work, check out the kit work. too. If yeah. you guys haven't, Tuan Vu Yeah is his Instagram. That LSK kit, he got it powder coated gold. Oh, it looks so. Mm-hmm. It's underneath that truck. Oh man, that's. I'm not gonna wheel with him when he has it done because I want. I want to look the best out there, and I'm not gonna anymore. <laughs> like that truck, it's <laughs> so sick. <laughs> so sick. Yeah, it's be a long process. Honestly, I wasn't even planning to buy it, but I talked to Ryan, and you know he was. He was excited about it, and I was like, "Man, this does sound really cool." And, and the features it had, you know, just solid, you know, solid features on the, on the kit, really. And being I remember able that I can expand it to a ten inch hole over down the line, right, with a shock hoop. Yeah, like, dude, that's yeah. money. Like, I would like. I remember that. talking to you for hours. I can't remember where we were at, but talking to you for hours about which kit to go with, and like, obviously, yeah. you wanted to go with the kit that's going to give you, yeah, the best slow mm-hmm. speed. And it's hard for ifs stuff to get a kit that does lower slow speed so for people that don't know the more outboarded the shocks are on the lower control arm the less they're going to perform in a lower speed if that makes sense for like coilover to coilover so if you move basically if you like took the shock in your hand and like tried to push the shock down you wouldn't be able to collapse it very much but if you stuck like a rod through it and held it out like 10 feet you'd be able to collapse it easier you're talking about and, the motion ratios yeah motion ratio exactly and so f- there's not a lot of kits that have a very i don't know if you want to say mild motion ratio i guess it would be a more yeah, aggressive a low, yeah a lower motion ratio if a lower it's mo- further out yep, it's yep. closer to the wheel it's lower motion ratio right yes. so a closer to one one you would have a higher motion ratio the closer you're going to get to the frame side of the control mm-hmm. arm yeah and that is when I was looking for long travel kits, I was looking for a first gen all pro two inch kit because they're not the best kit out there. Don't get me wrong. There's so many things I hate about the kit, but, but, mounting, but they too. put that shock so close to as basically as close as you can get it to the frame side. And for what I do, that's what I was looking for. If you look at like total chaos and cambered stuff, those shocks are very outboarded. Yeah. Uh, 
and but, but wouldn't you wouldn't that all be in your spring rate and your valving i mean in, in reality your motion ratio you it yeah. doesn't really matter if it's inside or outside yeah in some aspects i mean it, it's yes. the further out the more stable sure. it's going to be in a right. lot of ways but if it's all on the same pivot points and stuff like that it's really just tuning yeah mm-hmm. i think there is something mm-hmm. to be said as you can sure, when yeah. you run a uh lower motion ratio you can run a softer setup and uh mm-hmm. it's gonna it's you can run a softer setup and get more performance out of the truck at higher speeds if that makes sense versus when you in when the higher motion ratio when everything's closer to the it'll flex more it'll flex more and you can run a set that uh i kind of said that backwards <laughs> when when you run a lower motion ratio, you can run a stiffer setup and it will suck stuff up a little bit better than mm-hmm. running a higher or lower motion ratio with a, you know, stiffer setup really for hitting big whoops and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that goes to be said with, you know, basically any design. But like we've talked about before, you can only get what you're looking for. And so if you're, if you want a desert truck, you got to build a desert truck. If you want a truck yeah. for the rocks, you got to build a truck for the rocks. And then trying to split that gap as best as you can. And I think running a lower or a higher motion ratio with a little bit stiffer of a setup is better in the rocks and running a lower motion ratio with a uh, softer set to suck up big whoops and yeah. stuff like that. It definitely makes you less more tippy if you're running like a higher motion ratio too, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and the but, the LSK kit by by any means like that is a pretty low for a four and a half inch kit. Like the mm-hmm. motion ratio is pretty low on it, but I think just the kit design and everything when you're going that wide, I think that's the best option. I really like the BTF stuff and everything, but yeah. I don't want to talk bad about them at all because they're you know really 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 good yeah. at what they do but like i would the stuff i would say they're focused more on desert not so much yeah. on mm-hmm. rocks for sure right. you know and yeah, um sure. and you can see in their 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 design arm right like especially like my chassis um how the how the pivot point right where the shock mounts right where it comes over to the uniball how it pivots so low you know it almost goes down then back up yeah yeah know? and for me for what my purpose is because i was looking at btf too you know, and um, it was just for me that would negate all that bigger tire I'm going right because I'm going down yeah. now. The low control is down yeah, by you have more clearance because you're exactly. not talking about getting the most, yeah. you know, shock travel necessarily. Exactly, and that's why clearance yeah. more LSK important. Kit because the, the the mounts are recessed right into the low control arm. Nice. You know what I mean, um, yep. so and you don't have that pocketed. loss of shock, right? You don't need. And then now, now the shock has more room for compression and not mm-hmm. so much more using it up in where it's mounted, right? For sure. Um, and initially, why I got the GX, honestly, was for the Marlin Crawler kit. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I bought the but GX. Wait till 2025. Release. You might get it. Exactly. So I was like, and me and Trevor, Trevor and I have talked about that in the past, you know, and, and other people. And I'm like, you might be right. They might not release this for another. And then COVID hit, right? So I'm like. Of course. I'm any excuse get this for kit. them to not do things fast. Yeah. You know, so I'm like. I might be down for that down the line, but I, I feel I could still get similar wheel travel if I, you know, kind of work with my setup, you know, down the line. For sure. That yeah, is no. the Barman Crawler kit is definitely going to be the highest motion ratio kit. Like, yeah. I don't know how they got away with putting that shock so close mm-hmm. uh, to the frame. And how, far, but... and how far they push it forward, too. Like two yep. inches or something like that, I think. Yep. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. And that, and I don't know about the Total Chaos kit. 
I do know the camber kit, and I know the. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> Kayla, get out of there. Twan's talking shit to you. <laughs> well, she's going off about the dog. Anyway, the the camber <laughs> kit doesn't move the lower uniball forward at all. And the total chaos kit, I'm assuming does. I don't know how much. I think it's three quarters. Yeah. And so that's the same as the Gen 1 uh, or the Gen 2 all pro kit moves it three quarters of an inch. The Gen 1 moves it an inch forward. And that's one of the things that I think is underrated when people are looking yeah. at this stuff for clearing bigger tires and stuff, moving I all push- of that stuff forward. On the kit that I put, I built. I, it's not built yet, but I designed. I put it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for things to get cut and bent and stuff. That's but uh, cool, two and a quarter inches forward yeah. is where I pushed it. The, hold on, real, real quick, Stephen. Did you get the um, the, uh, the 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 CNC files from uh, Rocky? Did you send those to you? No, I did. Oh, so long Rocky time ago. Rocky or whatever. Long time ago. That I, was best I, <laughs> yeah, a long time ago, I um, I did that, but I've never opened the files. <laughs> 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 I just didn't support them. I thought, you you know, being a young kid, it was, yeah. it was like 50 bucks. And I was like, you know what? That's cool. I think it's really cool that you're designing shit. He was like yeah. 16 at the time. So yes. I was like, you know what? Dude, I, I appreciate I appreciate the work he puts in, but like his new lore controller, which I'm assuming both of you have seen. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like you're taking away so much of what you're doing to that truck yeah. by doing that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't like the design of the lower control arms, but yeah. you know what? I'm I'm still supporting him. Steven's doing being what he's nice. I think it's cool. Yeah. I think it's cool that he's at least is, doing. It is cool. Most people it. are not though. That's the thing. Yes. Yeah, true. He, he's got. He's on his second build already. He, his first build was more than most people right. ever do, and now his new build is going to be the fucking balls to the walls. Yeah. Whether it's perfect or not, it's still better than. I don't even have a truck that runs. So <laughs> better than what I got. Hey, hey we're we're all talking shit, but like our shit runs like you know three quarters of the time, five half the time yeah. with that. Hey, yeah. I have always driven on. mine to work, so fuck both of you. All right. <laughs> you, you work like a block away from work, so shut the hell up. That yeah, you can walk I, if you need to. When I was working in Kent, I was driving thirty miles each way, and yeah. and then fucking working at Tacoma, I'm still. 15 miles each way. I, I still can't believe you drive that far. I feel like you should totally have a daily driver, but I know because your apartment Fuck both. So many cars. Fuck both of you. You guys yeah. are always preaching daily drivers. And 430, the man. 430. You sat in it. Oh, yeah. Twan gave me a ride. He has an LS 430 Lexus as his daily oh, driver. Nice. Oh, my God. That's the nicest car. A 2006, right? Mm-hmm. And that oh, is one of the nicest cars I've ever ridden in. And it's lowered on coilovers, so it's yeah. not like stock. Like it's, it's dude. So when it was stock, when it, if it was stock, you would have fell in love with me driving the car for yeah. sure. Yeah. I've already fallen in love with you, but that's fine. Oh. An 06 LS four thirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to check into this four point three liter V eight. It's got. I'm telling you, plenty you know of power. I'm yep. such a cheap ass. I'm all about like the most. I have a freaking Lexus CT two hundred. Yeah, those are <laughs> nice not a though. Bad car. <laughs> It's a that's Prius. a good-looking Prius. <laughs> First of all, yeah. that surprises the hell out of me that Steven drives that. But, yeah, It'd that's a good car. I picked yeah, that for yeah. like $7,500, $7,500. Yeah. Hey, so. Trevor, tell him about the vents in the LS. Oh, dude. So, <laughs> we're off top, way off topic again, but fuck it. We're going real on. quick, real quick. So, the vents in the LS, there's a uh, setting you can have that the 
So obviously you have like your up and down adjustment events and then there's the blowers left and right. You can set it so the blowers will move back and forth in like an air circulation. Yeah, what the hell? The vents oscillate yeah. side to side. Yeah, the rear seats That's have massagers it. in them. Yeah, the rear seats. Yeah, heated and cooled rear and seats. Reclinable, fully reclinable. Fully reclinable rear seats. Yeah, dude. And fridge, Steven, fridge in the center. Center console fridge. All right, that sounds like the perfect road trip car. I told you. And it is yeah. so nice. Like, his coilover setup is super nice. Like, it's not just like a fucking, like, you know, $400 coilover setup by any means. And it rides so good. It's low. It looks so good. And he's like, he's on stock wheels with wheel spacers. So, like, the fitment is really good. It's just like, uh, it's it's hard to beat that car. That's definitely what I'm gonna end up buying as a daily driver. It's just so good. Got the and they're not that expensive. Quiet. No, they're not. They're Was it the one UZ? Price. No, it's yeah. the four point three liter. It's a three yeah, yeah, UZ. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. I can look it up real quick. Yeah, what it's, it's actually three, called. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. an aluminum block. It's a it's a reliable motor too. A lot of people use those to drift, like SC four thirties, GS four thirties. You know that engine is pretty commonly drifted in like Japan and. Stuff like that too, or to check it out. That yeah, it's a, it's a nice whip, man. Honestly, yeah, bang for your buck because no one wants V8s nowadays, you know. So they've gone yeah. out in price. Same myself. I only want one V8. <laughs> <laughs> I only but it's want a, my toy. It's a great cruiser. And Trevor, remember how quiet it was inside? Yeah, that that so is one thing. Inside. I couldn't believe. Yeah. How like you couldn't hear the road Anything. like at yeah. all. It's super how much, quiet. Inside. How much did you pick it up for? I paid uh, $10,300 for it. So, which is, okay. I bought it from the original okay. owner and only had 130,000 miles on it. Nice. Yeah. Pretty clean. Owner, yeah. That thing has, dude, that thing has radar. Like, I can set cruise control and it keeps the same distance in front of the car in front of me. All right. I'm sold. For, dude, for an 06, dude. <laughs> I love that. Shit. I, I use cruise control like a motherfucker. I, yeah. Always. It has radar. It has, you know, it has, it has so many fancy things. I don't need, it has window shades in the rear. For, for both windows, it has memory seats for the rear, for both seats individually. Wow. Yeah, it's it's super. It's a car to be meant to be driven around in, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, three, three UZFE, and, I had a, and it's a six-speed auto. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yes. back to the back to yeah. the GX. I love talking Ooh. about cars and shit like that, but back <laughs> to the GX. Uh, minus the LSK kit. Then the next thing you're looking at, like, let's talk about armor. I know that you've done skids and that stuff. So explain everything that you've done regarding that. Yeah. And then yep. we'll go yep. into more drivery so stuff. For armor, I started off, you know, I did coastal off, uh, off-road armor. I did um, skids. I did a custom gas tank skid through him. I've kind of been talking about it back and forth. Um, so I am, I'm fully skidded now. You know, I have, um, I reinforced the lower links like I did on the Forerunner. I did a uh, front skid, transfer case. Um, and the cool thing about that skid on that system, I think I'm the only one that has it besides, you know, besides a brand in a coastal off-road. I basically, it's a full through system. So there's no gap at all. So a common thing for the GX is that there's a gap in between the transfer case skid and the gas tank skid. You know, you have maybe like a, maybe a half a foot or about seven or eight inches of gap. And that's hey, yeah. you know, possible to get hung up with something very possible. Oh, dude, I've like, getting, I've got hung up there yeah. on my, on my FJ before. Yeah. So mine is a full through all the way through from, from the transfer. So it's a one piece all the way back to the gas tank, which is nice. So when I don't plan on keeping that gas tank forever, right? But it's nice for now. Because I've, 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 I think I sent pictures of it to Trevor or someone else. 
where the gas yep. tank's good is wrecked, but the OEM one is just crushed. It's, oh, yeah. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then I go, I'm still running OEM gas tanks good. I don't know how I function <laughs> the fuel tank. How the fuck? Yeah. I've literally been stuck on just fuel tank and had to like high lift and winch off of it, and I still never busted it. It only holds 17 gallons now, and it's a 19 gallon tank, but. Yeah, I got and the, the sending unit the doesn't work. Gallon, and I got to the point where yeah. I couldn't fit more than 11 gallons. And yeah. Then it <laughs> but yeah, I did a, a custom uh, coastal front bumper um, through coastal as well. You know, um, I had the the winch kind of relocated lower, closer to the frame rails for stronger pulling strength. Um, okay. And I reinforced the the frame caps because that you know the 120s are it's horrible where where the bumper actually mounts right. Yep. They're yep. just like sheet metal with. You know, you know what ten millimeter studs that come through, and um, it's I, I from the look how I looked at it from the side. I'm like, this is going to be easily pulled off. So I reinforced yep. that with you know some gussets, some quarter inch gussets, front and back, um, and the plate as well. But yeah, eventually I think I want to do like an engine cage and all that. You know, when I switch over to the ten inch coilovers and right. full motions. But for me, at one time, that's just too much work. You know, I want to yeah. get out. I'm 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 big on going to the trail. And, Having fun, you oh, know, yeah. and that's just the building. Part. But don't you have another vehicle to do that on? Nah, <laughs> man. The, yeah, the foreigners there, you know. But the the exciting thing for me is like the new build, you know, and testing it, yeah. right? Yeah. Because the the foreigner, I think I've done the hardest stuff I would do on that foreigner. You know what I mean? I do want to go back to Browns Camp and do a little Rubicon in the exact same setup, just a different line, maybe this time. Yeah, um, I think you could. Yeah, depending on how we're so got close, dude. Yeah. We're so close. Man. My which, which one was my biggest, the what? one that Vince made it up and I didn't hit. Oh, the steep one. The yeah, we yeah. had like fifteen people in my hood. Yeah, and what's funny yeah. is like, that's still way harder than Rubicon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never. I want to go to the Rubicon. Yes, maybe. Yes, but I. Yeah, I was like, man, we were so close, but we started hearing that clicking. It's it's good that we pulled line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So close. Yeah, so that's know, what you're yeah. gonna do for the front, and I like I like the way, and I do things in a similar way. And Steven's done things in a certain way up until this point. Uh, <laughs> it's like yeah. doing, you know, building the truck and using it as best you can and then going to the next setup. And like, because eventually I want to do a similar thing to you, four and a half engine cage, 10 yeah. inch coilers in the front. Yeah. But I think, you know, doing things in the, the way that you're doing it, I like that. So that's where you're at now with it what are eventually your plans for the rear drivetrain of the truck yeah so the rear drivetrain i don't know if i'm ever going to blow up the 8.2 i have in my garage that i haven't put in yet i've had for seven months so whatever you will will. yeah so if i do blow that up eventually i will go to a like fab axle whether it be you know whatever the brands are right i don't i don't i haven't gone too far into that yet maybe a spider tracks that's pretty sweet yeah Ford spider tracks, nine inch, 40 spine, full yep, float, yep, go full yep. Kyle on it. Yeah, full yeah, Kyle. Yeah. Maybe hey, wait, nine and Twan. a half inch. I don't know. Twan. I might go 40 down the line. I don't know yeah. on IFS. I'm yeah. going to stick IFS because I feel like solid axling your truck is kind of like everyone and their mama does that. You know what I mean? And honestly, yeah. it's way cheaper than my IFS setup. On the, oh, yeah. The, and Twan, the- how many times yeah. have we been wheeling together that – there's like Jeep guys and stuff around and we like hit something and like remember in that cheese, when I hit yeah. that, uh, the left line, that big yep. ledge and yep. all the Jeep guys yep. behind us and everyone they was were... like, damn, like, yeah. wow, I didn't see I that coming. Yeah. Yeah. That that right? The first time yeah. I went to not cheese. Right. And this is funny. We're just doing a little loop. Right. And we're doing a camping trip for my birthday. 
so we're, we're going out um and we're hanging out in the area where everyone hangs out in the lower part of that uh it's funny rocks right yeah or is it moon rocks yeah the crack yep. the funny rocks yeah, yeah funny rocks are cracks at um so we're just hanging out down there and i walk up i walk up to the top of that crack you know because i saw like a jeep dual steer on, on like 43s or something like that beefy beefy jeep really cool like a copper jeep um he just crawls up he literally crawls up and down this whole thing he's doing everything like you know like no spot or nothing just doing it on his own and um you know i walk up there i look at the crack and it's the first time i've seen the cracks first time i'm in the area i've never been in that area you know and okay. I'm, I'm still fairly new on my 35s you know and i'm looking at it, i'm like this is fucking crazy right and i walk back down out of nowhere my mind is like oh i can do that that jeep did it you know and I, <laughs> right and in my head i'm like that's stupid i'm literally gonna roll it and at that time i think that's the first weekend i had the rooftop tent in my car so you're talking about an extra 170 pounds on top of my car right bedding and everything right and i was like oh, i could do that and i'm like walking i'm like casing back and forth in front of my car as i walk back down you know i'm like am i gonna do this or i'm gonna roll my car i don't know i don't know you know no so i said fuck <laughs> it let's do it right and then elliot's looking at me he's like dude don't do it and i was like i'm doing it i made up my mind i'm fucking doing it right so <laughs> so i pull up to the line and there's a bunch of jeeps and buggies that are already there right like no one's doing that line everyone's kind of doing the middle, the, the, the right line stuff like that so as i'm driving past them and then uh i'm going to the crack and a bunch of people are like saying he goes don't do it man you're not gonna make it all this stuff right and it takes me a good amount of time right it's my first time coming up this thing um i probably i'm into like 10 minutes right and then finally towards the top I'm getting close to the top, but my wheel kind of slips a little bit on the passenger side. And then Elliot, which is spotting me at the time, puts his hand over his mouth like this. And he looks at me and he's like this. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're my spotter. I can't see anything but your face. You got to be more confident, right? So then that, that guy in the Jeep pulls up and he goes, he goes, I got you, man. So he pulls up, he spots me through it, make it pass up there. All the people down there are like, go crazy. Like, yeah. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, Dude, I was running out of gas because when I started the line, three quarters. But when I was on the line, it was under E. And yeah, the orange light was on the whole time. Yeah, she's sca- in my that head, steep. Dude, in my head, I'm like, fuck, man. This is going to it's gonna turn off on me. I got to hurry up and get the hell off this line. Yeah, but I made it up. And it was, yeah, it was super fun. You made that it is one roof? thing. Yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that's one of my favorite lines out there because if you know the line, you mm-hmm. can get up it. It is one of those yeah. lines that like, you might, you should have a rear lock run because yeah. if you don't, yep. you're probably not going to make it. But... And Steven, get me. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. I was like, and yeah. most of the time I'm like that. You know, I kind of just want to get into it and just kind of take it as Wing much it. Best yeah. as I can. Exactly. You that's know how I mean? you learn. That's how every yeah. every single person in this has learned. Like that's mm-hmm. that's one thing that kind of irritates me about, you know, some people, I don't have any like specifics, but it's like, no, don't try that line. You're never going to make it. I was like, yeah, at yeah. one point you were never going to make that line either. Yeah, like, yeah. There's everyone's got to learn how to do that stuff. So now that that it, I've and I've never had shade like when I'm up there like and you do a line that's like mm-hmm. hard and like guys are struggling on and you go up it and like if you hit it right and you make it and everyone's yeah. like yeah fuck yeah dude that was fucking awesome yeah. I can't believe you yeah. made it like and it, and it's really cool because you know since I started you know uh, off the pavement and all that. We bring these people out, right? Some of them are like, no, I would, you know, I would never do that, whatever, whatever. And then we get them to do it, and it's minimal damage and sometimes no damage, right? Just picking the right line and the spotter. And now you see their confidence now, you know, and you see these people that never did this stuff now getting into it more, you know what I mean? Right. And I feel like at that point, 
they almost come to like a realization of all this stuff, like Will almost, right? With the 37 right. now, where he, all the stuff he had was unnecessary, right? And it's almost going yeah. back to the basics and yeah. minimalism and like, and you don't need all these things, you know? And you can still have a great time, you know? I feel like oh, it's yeah. definitely 100% the people you roll with, you know what I mean? Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, you don't I, have to that, do anything hard, do anything crazy. Like if you hang no. out with the right people, like you can make any trail fun as hell. Exactly. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that, like that, that ledge that in that chase and guys that have been in that chase will know guys that haven't don't know what we're talking about, but that ledge shoot, I don't know how many times I've attempted that and never made it. And then mm-hmm. not this summer, but summer before I was up there on 4th of July and John Martinson, he's got a, uh, 59 feet on a portal on a unibog oh, yep. yeah and he's like i watch him spot like three or four people up it and i was like okay i see where you're going with this and he's like you're gonna try it i was like if you spot me and literally right up it and i was like nice. okay hey, that's a good okay. feeling huh? yeah and he's it? like and like when i bumped it the first as soon as you bump on that if you don't make it your ass then scoots over and it cannot yeah. like if your ass scoots over back money. off and start again yeah yeah and so he's like back off he's like you got he's like just trust it he's like it's gonna do it just trust it and so i came back and trust it a second time and like the confidence that you get after you you know yeah. like commitment level is a real thing like i've seen more people break stuff from mm-hmm. thinking they're gonna do something and being committed and like stopping halfway yeah, and then, like getting offline and shit, and then just staying committed the first time they try it. Yeah, you can get overly confident though. That's oh, how I know. true, for <laughs> sure, yep. for sure. But, I've broke but, enough things being overly confident. <laughs> Walker Valley. Even so, how I go at things in my head, it's like in my head, I'm like, I'm not gonna make this, right? So I keep doing that until I make it, and at the end, I'm like, cool, I made that. But, yeah. but during the process, the whole time, like, I'm not going to fucking make this. I'm not going to make it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what I think the whole time. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I get confidence, like, the last, like, 10 seconds. Right. Of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. No, that's so, awesome. We can start wrapping this up here. So, basically, your plans for the rear, are you going to plan, do you plan on three-linking it when you do the 8.2 or? I don't, no, no. So, for the rear, I'm just going to swap straight in. Um, okay. And then I'm, I think I'm going to regret it around that same time. Um, yep. But I'm not planning to do anything crazy until I get to that point of really wanting to mess with the rear end, right? Right. Uh, Once you do fuel cell and exactly. everything and then decide yeah, what you're going to do. do it right the, the first thing, time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and I don't think For I'm going to sure. coilovers maybe until I go to like a fab axle. Yeah. I might I might start with the three link and then go to a coilover. And I, I know the, the performance gains and the price difference will be minimal right. in terms mm-hmm. of the, the two. But for me, it's more so like the build process and learning a lot, you know, and I'm and that's yeah. what I really enjoy. So, for sure, yeah, makes it fun. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And expensive, not awesome. but I'm not. Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, we're not in the I'm sport. Drop all my dollars. money on seats, fucking coilovers, bypass, bump stops, fuel cell. I'm like, yes. I've been. I keep telling myself, I've been saving for this. I can make it happen. Yeah. And the other part season, I'm like, nah, nah. I'll right. leave it in my cart. I don't have to spend the money. Yeah, <laughs> right. I know, dude. I know. <laughs> For sure. That's the same way. Like right now, I'm not going to change. I'm just doing maintenance stuff until uh, I'm going to go to the next level. And I don't know what the next level is going to be. I really (laughs) want to stay IFS and I really want to do a wider kit and stuff like that. But then all the time I'm like looking, I was like, if I do like a nine inch in the front, high nine, and then like super duty outers and stuff, stay 38s, that would be super cool. And then I'm like, but at the same time, I was like, I love the on-road. I don't want to trailer it. I want to fucking yep. drive it everywhere. I was like, I want, and the, I think IFS technology is super underrated. Like, mm-hmm. look at, like, uh, Lauren Healy's Ranger that Kibby built. 
Like, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not Kibbe trying to compare anything, anything <laughs> that I am ever going to do to Kibby because Kibby is fucking unreal. But I'm like, I just look at the stuff that, yeah. you know, they do with that thing. It's, like, it's I still think possible. There's, and yeah. then the more we keep pushing ours, the more right. technology and availability. That's been like yeah. my thing is like, I know IFS has its limits, but I yes, just right. really like it just because it's new, innovative, and you know, has different benefits. And so and, you can't you can't compare it necessarily to a solid. One hundred percent. It's harder to drive an IFS. I feel like over tougher terrain. Yeah, yeah. agreed. You know, agreed. Um, so, like you, the challenge is fun. The challenge is and the innovation is fun. One hundred percent. Because you're not you're not um, just driving it over it. You almost have to be careful with your hardware at the same time, right? Right. Yeah. Like in a solid axle, you can just send it, right? And your your joints and all that can handle that. But in solid axle, I mean, an IFS, you're 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 doing difficult things, and at the same time, you're also you almost have to care for your hardware so it can last through. Yeah, trail, there's so right? many more components that can break. Right. Exactly. You know, you can't just smash it. It almost is a finesse when you got to drive it. There you go. Yeah. Finesse. Steering. That's the right word. You know, yeah, what I mean? for sure. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that anymore. It's like mm-hmm. there's so many benefits to ifs over a solid axle and there's so many benefits to solid axle over yeah. an ifs yep it's like we've talked about it a million times yep. there's uh you know you can't build a rig to do everything perfect nope. so you're nope. going to build a rig to do what you yeah. want really well Priorities. and yeah. yeah exactly and That's like what... up here we play in the rocks and stuff way more and there i love how my truck's set up and i love what i do and there's there's stuff that i can make one trip and i go out the next trip and i can't make the same line yep. and it's like and for me, Which is that fun is because it's different. Th- th- exactly. Yeah. That is way more fun than being like, you know, you, you know, there's a ton of people that roll around here on, you know, 43 stickies and basically like yeah. a full, like, I don't want, I'm not talking shit. Jeff Jackson, he's got a one J one JZ GTE powered Toyota truck, oh, wow. solid axle front, wow. uh, 14 bolt rear. It's completely back half. It's basically like a, mini ultra four truck like it's the best yeah. way it's interior and exterior cage i think it's i've seen fucking, it before yeah. it's perfect like if yeah. i was to like it's one of my favorite trucks in the area but like he does stuff around here now and he just like yeah. shoots up and i'm like i know Dude, i'm like 43s <laughs> yeah. ultra four and 43s you can you can haul ass of anything dude yeah he you shoots I mean? up the boat like he makes the boat ramp look like fucking cakewalk and yeah. it's like that's super cool i yeah. would love to be able to do that but at the same yeah. time i'm like i wonder if that gets boring yeah Does that get boring right. that's, that's, <laughs> that's one of my things too almost when we go out right with all these built rigs i almost get most excited about the least capable rig yeah yeah and it's and seeing it do the same thing right yeah. to me that's like that's part like to me like my heart rate goes up when that happens yeah but, like, when, when people are pushing there, the limit like, it's whatever right but when you see like less capable things in your head you're like this is gonna be fun you know yeah. what i mean and I really like doing that. And Trevor, I feel like you should definitely keep it IFS and then I save that I'm solid axle shit for the buggy. That yeah. would be fun. Yeah. That's what you should do. For sure. I, I yeah. That's the way that I always end up leaning every time I start looking at going the other way. And I'm like, mm. I want to be able to drive it everywhere and do what I do now in it forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and... you can do that with a solid axle. It just, when you build your solid axle, I feel like you can go hydro steering and all that and it won't be daily about as much, you know. And the possible. other thing that I look at in that sense is like, you go so far to where, you know, yeah. even now where we're at, body damage is inevitable. But you go so far to where, like, you're going to be leaning it into shit to yeah. make it up stuff. So it's yeah. like, do I want – I don't want to do that. Might as well no, build a buggy. No, no, I wish I was like Steven. Yeah. He doesn't care about body damage much. <laughs> yeah. You know, I honestly yeah. – as, as, as long as the windows and the doors work, I'm happy. Yeah. 
I would yeah. love to have your mentality, but I just fuck, I can't let it go. I, I hate body damage. That was like this weekend. It was so funny. So funny. So running like just plowing mad snow. I think we plowed over three feet of snow for more than like fourteen miles. Like that's fucking awesome. We get up to the top, we're trying to get to this lake and like we start fucking around like right at the interchange to the lake. And I start plowing out to the lake. I get stuck as shit. Mike pulls me out. Beast Taco shows up. David, which I've met. Beast, dude. Yeah. I've seen, in, I've seen him other places. But I never met him in person before. And he shows up. It's a, so it's supercharged. One GRFE. Seventh injector. Built. Like, fucking awesome. He, I think he's. I can't remember what he said it made for power. But I'm pretty sure he said it made over 400 horsepower. Dude. And he's on 54s. Uh, and so he shows up and he start, he's like where are you guys going I was like we were going to try to go out to the lake but I think we're just going to go back down a little lower and you know start a fire eat lunch and shit and he's like no I'll plow out to the lake for you guys you guys just follow me out there I was like really oh, yeah. he's like yeah he's like he's like yeah fuck yeah I'll plow it out for you I was like bet let's go so he starts plowing the road out I get back in the truck and Kale's like do you think this is how people feel like when you show up to stuff and they're in like a less built rig and I was like yeah this guy just showed up and big dicked me for sure like, and you loved it <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> it was so sick he and like there is I don't unless we had like another whole day worth I don't think we would have ever made it to the lake like it would have been like plowing like six feet backing up, plowing six feet backing yeah. up. And you probably I don't think we would have made it. You, you keep going. Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. And he yeah. like he made it look so easy. And I was like, yeah. that's that's cool. Like that that truck is yeah. Yeah. No, it, it it was unreal watching it. Like he was like parked in the ditch and he's had like snow up over his hood and he's like <laughs> in first gear and like drove through it. And I was like <laughs> the other thing's floating yeah. on that yeah. snow basically. How wide those yeah. fucking tires are. And we had we had three feet of snow at the lake below us. So like yeah. he was driving on we we're driving on top of three feet of snow and we we're he was still plowing over the hood. And so yeah. he was like knocking and so again he's on you know fifty fours. So he's right. plowing snow, knocking it down with the axles and stuff, and then I'm still like plowing I got stuck twice just following him in his tracks. That's and Mike had to pull me back. And I was yeah. like, This is unreal. There's a picture I'll post on Instagram tonight of me in his tracks and the like sunk. you don't you do not comprehend how big this truck is until yeah. you see me in his tracks and you see like a foot on either side of my tire yeah. and you like look, it's, you look like you're on like 31s or something compared to him. dude <laughs> unreal and he's like he was like one of the nicest guys i've ever met on the trail i've talked to him on instagram a whole bunch messaging yeah. back and forth and stuff after that and he like he pits and works with the ORW crew for their Ultra Four oh, truck too. Yeah, I see that. I see the decal yeah. inside of his truck. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He he's super nice, and he listened like he said he listened to almost every episode of our podcast because he drives truck for us. Oh no shit. So he's nice. like listening to it the whole time. He's like, "This is sick. I'm glad you guys are doing this." So he's like yeah. super nice guy. So just shout him out a little bit. Like, yeah, it mm. is awesome. It was a good trip because we wouldn't have made it to the lake, and the lake is like ice covered, and there's like two feet of snow on top of it completely untouched and like you can look out and it's a volcano behind it and yeah yeah it was fucking awesome so yeah i definitely got big dick but (laughs) you love getting big dick though oh for sure sure. (laughs) all right guys let's fucking tie this one up tonight this we went for way longer than we usually do twan i'm glad you came on that was fucking good it was good good chatting with you again this might be one of our most viewed ones of all time. Kelsey's last week had a lot of fucking listens on it, but uh, yeah. 
We'll see if you can beat her out. Let's we'll see. It's all about getting big dicks, huh? Right. <laughs> hey, did you guys hear that episode? He talked about big dicks. Listen to it. Listen to it. Yeah. Twan, Twan, the first time Twan's ever going to be able to big dick someone. <laughs> There's an Asian joke in there somewhere. I love you, Twan. <laughs> Trevor's still more Asian than me because when we went to eat sushi, he was using chopsticks and I was using a fork. Yeah, we go to fucking eat sushi. This motherfucker's using a fork. And it's funny because yeah, you were eating sushi and I was eating teriyaki and rice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. I, hey, right. I was tired. It wasn't a fucking, it wasn't a sushi day for me. It was a fucking fork and, and, and teriyaki day for me. A for fork sure. and teriyaki day for you? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Tuan, I'm glad you came on. Steven, obviously, yep. fuck you as always. Hey, <laughs> before we leave, Tuan, can we get a fuck Kyle from you? Fuck Kyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Isn't I he the nicest guy though? Oh, he's so yeah. nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck him. You're right. Fuck, fuck Kyle. Every podcast. Fuck Kyle. Every time. Every time. All right, guys. Let's go talk to you. Ever? Of course. See you soon. Looking forward to yeah. next time. Yep. Sounds good, soon. guys. All right, guys. Later. Later, guys.